Welcome to Tech Talk Live, a resource produced by Vision Forward. Low vision and blindness technology, tips, tricks, and information presented in a way that makes sense. And now, here are your hosts, Corey and Luke. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Tech Talk Live. My Today. name is Luke. Today is Monotone Day. I am very happy to be here today. <laughs> you sound thrilled to be here. On September the 2nd. How are you today, Corey? <laughs> I'm doing great! I thought I'd do, try to do the opposite of it. That's good. wonderful to hear. Um, is, there, what, what's, is there a reason? What's going well, on? Well, here's the thing. Okay. So last time, if you remember, I came in very hot. Oh, you did? You were, you were like I was fired just, out of a cannon. I was just ready. You were. So I thought I needed to just balance things out in the universe. Okay. You know, so um, well, this time came in a little cold. Anyway, you know? anyway, next uh, next time we can just have warm. Well, not guess, hot, not cold. Let's just. I go. guess next time we'll go neutral. Okay. We're, we're almost doing a live reenactment of the old um, story with the bears and, and the, oh, which is quite relevant because we did talk about bears last time. But uh, you know that story with the porridge and the bears. Goldilocks. Yeah, Got it. That's the one. Yeah, Goldilocks. Yeah. Goldilocks. Haven't thought about her for a long time. <laughs> But uh, she blazed the trail, and we're just following it. That's true. So um, welcome. It's Tech Talk Live, in case you didn't realize. And what is the date today? Well, today is September 2nd, it Corey. Is. I'm glad you asked, because it's the fine month of September has it begun. It has started. And um, school, kids are back in school. The kids are back Teacher's in school. Back. I bet that's a relief for the parents such as yourself, is it, yeah. Corey? Hey, yeah. Yeah. Well, except with that comes all of the... School activities, volleyball mm -hmm. every night, or swimming, baseball. Just, yeah, just, yeah. just say no. Just say no to those. Okay. No. Oh, no. Say the no. kids say, hey, okay. uh, Dad, uh, I've got a swim meet. No. No, no go in your no. room and play video games. That, that's, uh, that's responsible parenting. <laughs> yes, that's what we call responsible parenting. <laughs> Somebody said they love the big brain. Um, for those of you who can't see, we have a giant brain behind brain. us today. Thank you, John, for your support of our brain. Yeah. This is actually a, an image of Corey's brain. It is. Um, you can see if you look very closely, you will, you will see, uh, well, obviously it's very large, yeah. yes, but yeah. uh, you will see very closely that there is a, a storage area for assistive technology uh, knowledge <laughs> yes. in there. Yeah. So, um, so yes, if you, uh, if you are sighted, make sure to take a close look at that. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's Tech Talk Live. It is. This is your number one resource for, let's say it's your number one live resource for technology, assistive technology, tips, yeah. tricks, and such, because yeah. as far as I know- Produced by Vision Forward. Produced by Vision Forward, <laughs> let's get very specific. As far as I know, we are the only live uh, resource for these things. I think we are really the only, the only uh, consistently live. Yeah. Uh, video, video, yeah. Zoom, yes. on YouTube. This is getting way too specific. Now. And audio <laughs> podcast as well. Uh, I don't think anyone else is doing all that. Yes. And two people named uh, Luke and Corey. So yes, uh, Vision Forward in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, yeah. Wisconsin. Anyways, all right. Let's, um, yes. what, what are we? Why? What? What are we here for today? I honestly have no idea. Corey. Okay. Well, what, what are we here for today? We are here today uh, to talk about assistive technology. We have yes. a guest uh, we today. Do. We have Dr. Patricia Grant. And I am very excited because uh, I used to work with Dr. Grant at the Chicago Lighthouse yeah. in, a, in a past life. Dr. Grant, would you care to say hello to our assembled uh, guests here today? Hello. Is it still monotone day? <laughs> it's, uh, it's up to you. If you, feel, if you feel in a monotone mood, then you just go for it. Yeah. Um, no, no monotone. 
Uh, hi, everyone. I am Dr. Trisha Grant, and I am the Vice President of Research at the Chicago Lighthouse. I'm also the Director of Research at WeCap, Inc., the developers of the Brainport, which we're going to talk about today. We sure are. And uh, I'd like our guests to, who are joining us today to, uh, to note that, once again, we have brought on somebody far more qualified than ourselves. Absolutely. Um, to do That's the work do for us. Yeah, it's not, is... not difficult no. to do. But... Saying to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, this is, it's good for us because we get to sit back and relax and yeah. let somebody who knows what they're talking about take the lead. So, uh, <laughs> Before we have Dr. Grant take the lead here, yes. uh, two quick things. Number mm -hmm. one, just a reminder, we are no longer doing ACVREP credits. Wait a so... second, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's sad. It is sad. Yep. But uh, so just just know that there is no entrance and exit codes today, although I guess we could give them to you if you want them just for fun. But uh, I do um, have one thing I'd like to flush, flush up on screen oh, here. Okay. Today we are talking about the brain port. Oh, and yeah, we have yeah, a very fancy. large brain port uh, yeah, sign yeah, on, the, very, on the image here. Oh, wait, I kind of wanted a sound effect to go with it, but sadly uh, I didn't. I didn't okay, yeah. didn't have time. Nope. Uh, so that is first and foremost, just remember no, no more ACVREP. Second of all, mm. uh, our, our famous Dr. Grant's, uh, I know she is aware of our uh, joke <laughs> hour because I know she tunes in and watches every single Obviously. tech talk and yeah. then oh, watches them fun. on YouTube as yes, well. But yes, yes. Um, Luke, <laughs> yes. hit us with the joke of uh, the corner joke hour day thing. The corner, is that the official name? Right? Yep. Well, corner joke hour day time. thing. Yes, yep. we, yes, we do. Uh, the joke of the day corner hour is <laughs> the following. Yes. What do you call a pig who does karate? I said, what do you call a pig? <laughs> I say, who I say. Does karate. Anybody who knows the answer, please feel free to put Dr. it. Dr. Grant, you in can the also chat. Jump Dr. Grant, in yes, if you... you. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Dr. Grant, you were too late. We already have an answer. <laughs> I was going to say pork chop. Uh, <laughs> you would have got it right, but sadly, Margarita was there before oh, you. Oh, uh, quick, on, quick on the fingers. Yeah, she was very quick on the fingers. Let's, uh, let's do a bonus round. Oh, okay. um, let's do a bonus round. Dr. Right. Grant, please, uh, fingers on the buzzers here. Okay. Let's, uh, let's see. The bonus round is the following. Okay. <clears throat> um, hold on. I need to get the joke here. Would you like what? me to tell the joke? No, no, I've got it. I've Why did the pony not sing the lullaby? Why did the pony not sing the lullaby? Answers on buzzers. We will have a countdown timer. Five, four, three, two, and one. No correct answers. The answer was because she was a little horse. Hey! <laughs> Somebody jumped in there with uh, he was horse. Yes, Melanie, thank you. We will accept that. And you have won today's prize, which is a year's... A pony. A year's, a year's, a year's a year, to a pony. Yeah, a year supply of ponies. Every of week ponies. you will get a pony delivered <laughs> to your door. Yes, you will. Uh, including a... Uh, and pork chops as well. Too. And pork chops, yes, yeah. yes. Um, Congratulations. Please, please email us at thisisn'treal at <laughs> don'tactuallyemailus.com for your yeah. price. Thank you very much. Yeah. And Coupon code pig. Some, <laughs> somebody actually did say good... Uh, somebody else said good job to Melanie. So Melanie is okay. getting all the praise today. All right. We let's, should probably stop talking. Actually, there serious, is uh, two things I do want to just quickly say before uh, we let Dr. Grant take sure. it away with the brain pots. Um, number one, the on September 30th, we have a special uh, edition of Tech Talk where we will be hosting a panel. It's part of a larger event that we're doing called Vision Connections. Um, for those of you who don't know, we, uh, Corey and I both work at a nonprofit in Milwaukee, Wisconsin called uh, Vision Forward Association. And we have an event uh, called Vision Connections going on 
Uh, Tech Talk Live for September the 30th will be a panel between Corey, myself, uh, Sam CV from the Blind Life uh, YouTube channel, and Peter Tusik from Humanware. And we will be discussing the assistive technology that uh, has been useful to, uh, I don't want to say us because I'm not visually impaired, but sure. to Corey, Sam, and Peter how um, we've, throughout their lives. Yeah, how yeah. we've used technology uh, yes. creates possibility. There you the, go. That's the thing. Yes. And we may also have another guest on, but I'm not sure yet because I haven't heard back from them. And, so and just see. be aware that uh, uh, besides the special tech talk at 11 a.m. Central time on the 30th, there will also be a session prior to that starting at 10 a.m. I believe yes, it's 10 a.m. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. going to be focusing on uh, mobile devices and apps uh, that, that can help individuals with iPhones and Android devices. Mm. And then after our Tech Talk Live, there will also be a little video uh, talking about Vision Forward specifically and then some breakout rooms of specific staff for people to, to, to come in and talk about. That might be a little bit more for our local folks Yes. Uh, but for those outside of Wisconsin, the uh, uh, 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. Central Time sessions uh, may be beneficial. So that's that. And then quickly, we have an OrCam Demo Day on September oh, yeah. 14th. So anybody local to the area, please feel free to get in touch with us at uh, infocus at vision-forward.org. I'll put that in the chat. And if you want to come and uh, check out OrCam and uh, see what they've got going on, uh, it's going to be between 2 and 6 on September the 14th. Mm -hmm. And um, you do need to register. Um, I, but like I say, just email if you're interested or call. I'll put my number in as well. And there will be discounts available on the day. Yeah. And check out our YouTube channel if you're interested in what OrCam is yes. uh, and how it works. We've got a bunch of uh, OrCam related videos as well that you can take a peek at before you come in and but, get hands on. But we are not here to talk no, about OrCam. So let's stop talking about that. Let's just stop talking in general. Let's just stop talking. All right. Dr. Grant, it's all. No, no, wait, I'm not going to throw you under the bus like that. Uh, but yes, Dr. Grant, thank you very much for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about the brain port, which you have been involved with for, for quite some time now. And I was actually surprised to see on the brain port website that um, it's been a thing since like 2007, which uh, I, I wasn't aware that, uh, you know, that it'd been uh, going on mm -hmm. for so long. But uh, let's start, if you don't mind, by uh, by going over. Mm, let's do this. What the Brainport is, and tell us a bit about so WeCab as well, the uh, the company who make the Brainport. Okay, so um, I have the Brainport with me in my hand. It is a wearable assistive technology, and it goes on the head. There is a camera that's located on the front of the device. And it's a digital camera, so it has all of the controls as a, as a camera would. And those controls are actually located on top of the headset so that they're easy to access. They have different feelings for them, so they're different. You can differentiate which one is which. Um, and those control the power. It also controls the camera, so there's zoom. Um, you could do something like edge enhancement, change the contrast settings, things like that. Um, so all of that is located up at the top. And then the most important part of this is the uh, intraoral device, and we call it an IOD, and I'm just going to move it up close if anyone wants to can view it. Um, this goes on your tongue, and the silver part here is actually 394 electrodes, and these electrodes provide stimulation to the tongue depending on what the camera is viewing. So the camera talks to this part, and it relays the information to the tongue. And then that information sent to the brain, and then the other person's able to distinguish what they're they're looking at. Excellent. So the idea is 
And I think we have mentioned this device uh, previously um, as well, but yeah. the idea is, as, as strange as it might sound, that uh, a user can, now I don't know if you like to use this terminology, but uh, the simplest way to put it is a user can learn to see using their tongue. And now we say see, and obviously this isn't going to be your right. normal vision because however much you might want to actually see with your tongue, it's probably not going to be possible. Although with genetic enhancement, who knows? Sure. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, um, you can basically, let's put it like this. You can discern shapes and yeah. objects using the tongue. Right. Yes, it provides yes. really a shape recognition. Yes. Okay. And, yeah. and I think we talked a little bit when we had uh, Dr. Lang and Dr. Troika on about the uh, I ICP. No, ICP. ICVP. Yeah, VP. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I, we had this. We had the same. I think kind of discussion where the word C. It's it's you know it, obviously it's not uh, providing quote unquote normal vision whatsoever, mm -hmm. but it's a new way to bring in information and a new way to see. So I would assume that the brain port sort of is, is a very similar, you know, falls into the similar category. Right. Uh, yeah. That's right. It's, right. So it's not vision, even though some users will use that term like, oh, I can see what's on the table. But yeah, it's not the C that we typically understand C to mean. It's a, a different type of vision. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're calling it ultra low vision is really the term that's Ooh. being uh, adopted okay, no, for this, cool. this level. Cool. Mm -hmm. That sounds, it almost sounds like a superhero type of uh, yeah. <laughs> engage ultra low vision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I think we could class this as a as a sensory substitution device. So Absolutely. rather than yeah, rather than seeing with your eyes, you're seeing quote unquote uh, with your tongue. Patricia and I once uh, met a man who uh, who told us that he could, <laughs> he could see with his fingers. Which, I mean, you kind of get the point. I mean, uh, if you yeah. are a person who's blind, you yeah. know, you can uh, kind of feel objects and, and basically you'll see them with your fingers. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Patricia, I hope you don't, uh, hope you don't mind, but um, we do uh, generally just go with questions as they come in. So yeah. are you cool with answering stuff? I, I see am. We've already got some, uh, excellent. I see we've already got some good questions here. Um, okay. So from um, Belinda, uh, we have a question, mm -hmm. which I think is a really good question here. Yeah. And I don't know if there's been any studies on this, but if you are perceiving objects on the tongue, yes, are, is that information going to the visual cortex, or is it uh, happening in a different part of the brain? No, that's a. It is a really great, great question. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, so what we found is that when someone first starts to use this, so someone who is uh, blind is using this, they're going to at very first before they have any training, the way they're processing the information is in the areas of the brain that process tactile information. Mm -hmm. After training, then it is processed in the visual cortex. So mm -hmm. there is a shift and that's why we do training. That's why training is so important because um, this is a trained, it's a trained mechanism. So it's not something that you could just put on your tongue and then go off into the world and understand what you're viewing. You have to have some training and the training is really building blocks of training. Um, we've done a lot of research to determine what is the right amount of training. And we found 10 hours is sufficient to, um, to really understand, interpret the signals that you're experiencing on your tongue. Okay. So, and with, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to add in some a person who is sighted will always um, interpret this information in the areas of the brain that interpret tactile 
It's okay, so that, so that shift wouldn't happen with, right. with them. That's actually really interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so with the training, so you, you would, uh, said 10 hours there. Now, yeah. tell me if I'm wrong here, but I just want to um, try and clarify the process. So I think what happens is, let's say somebody is interested in trying out the brain port. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, they would have to meet the qualifications, which is to say, like, um, if somebody has too much usable vision, then they wouldn't kind of it wouldn't be an appropriate right. device. Is that kind of correct with that? And you can uh, give us more uh, more specifics on that in just a second. Um, okay. But let, so assuming that you qualify, you can get a one hour demonstration um, mm-hmm. to see if it's something which might work for you. And that can happen at different facilities across the country. And I think there's also maybe testing in like Italy and China as well. Yes, that's right. Um, okay. And then um, after that, um, then a person could uh, do the ten hours training. Now that would be a paid process at the end of which then they could decide whether they wanted to move forward with purchasing the device in which case the training would be deducted from the price or if they don't want to move forward then you know they just go on their merry way is that does that sound like the yeah did i get that right yeah that's correct the one part of this is that this is um it's a medical device so it does require a prescription from a medical provider so that's the other part so you um and we will take help everyone through that process when if they're ever interested in it we will do screening and then um we're always willing to talk to any provider and explain what it is but it does it is a prescribed device okay um so is that because of the the intraoral uh, yes. device part that goes in the mouth mm-hmm. okay yeah that, right. that makes perfect sense um just from the chat here jason says shape recognizer is what i interpret i'm not entirely sure is that um corey any ideas yeah i'm not sure if he's just i don't know if jason's been a user of it and saying the same he's saying thing, he would call it a shape inter- or that's what yeah. he's would would say yeah I'm not okay sure. if you want to clarify jason but, then feed, uh, feel free to put that in the chat uh, another uh, comment here from Belinda. A uh, question, should I say, from Belinda? Another good question. Belinda is on the ball here. Today. I know she is. <laughs> she really is. Um, okay. Uh, the question is: um, Is the device going to work differently for someone who is congenital, uh, congenitally blind versus somebody who becomes blind later in life? Doctor Grant, I have think? the answer. Um, hey, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. That another really great question. We we studied this also in our clinical trials. Um, so the answer is no, they're, you're not going to interpret it differently. And, and that's because this is not actually vision. And even though you may have some visual memory, when you're experiencing the sensation, you might be reminded of, of something, um, that you viewed before. Like we had someone who were training to walk on a track and as he was using it, he started having the memory and describing what he, his memory was. And it was pretty, um, equivalent to where he actually was walking. So that is true. But um, because it's a different type of experience, it's a stimulation on your tongue, uh, you'll assign new meanings to things, even if you don't have that exact visual memory. So if you continue to look at something like a doorway, um, and you didn't view a door, if you never viewed a doorway before, your brain will train, uh, be trained to know what a doorway it feels like on your mm-hmm. tongue. Mm-hmm. So we found that there really there is no difference between someone. Actually, some of our our best and highest performers were people who are congenitally blind. So that's that's really cool. I almost yeah. think, and, and this is just to- total total uh, unintelligent guess here. I would say <laughs> unintelligent, <laughs> but I would guess that somebody who's congenitally blind potentially would would, would you know I can understand why they would do better not having, you know, so 
side note really quick. I, um, I had, I have a, a, a V2 brain port and was trained on it years and years and years ago and had used it for a bit. And, and I could see where, um, first of all, my level of vision, even though I have a little bit of light and color perception, it actually, in my opinion, I think it was too much, uh, to really use the device successfully. Um, but I could see where not sometimes not having some visual memories kind of blocking or interrupting or confusing. I could see where, um, where it would might be might be easier to use if you don't have some of those memories and, and some of those things to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that sure. does make sense. And that's really along the lines of why this device is only for people who have light perception mm -hmm. um, or no light perception, because those other if you're able to if you have hand motion, um, you can detect hand motion that would interfere or the device would interfere with some of that. So that is, it's kind of along the same lines of what Corey was just talking about. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. All right, a couple more things in the chat here. Jason says uh, that he's not a user, but say from what he has read, um, that shapes populate in the platform that the tongue feels tactilely. Yes, mm -hmm. that sounds about mm -hmm. right. We yeah. should uh, we should definitely talk a little bit more about that. But uh, we also have a, uh, a comment here from Chad, who asks um, that he says his son is 12 mm -hmm. and very technologically inclined. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been blind since birth. Is there a recommendation on when to start with something like this? Dr. Great Grant, question. what do you think? Uh, yeah. So, well, we don't have a recommendation because we have um, users who, I mean, one of my best users was in his 80s. So there isn't a, a best age that we're aware of, but, you know, I, children learn things quicker. They adapt mm -hmm. to, to things quicker. So um, we haven't studied and compared children versus um, adults, but I think if you just kind of think theoretically how quickly children can adapt and learn things, I mean, even children who learn new languages learn them so much quicker. Um, the brain is more plastic, so at a younger age, so starting early, earlier is better. It also becomes, you know, part of their, their lives. They don't have to adapt to it later. Um, we, the youngest we've worked with so far is four years old. Um, so wow. the training had to be spread out a lot because you can't train mm -hmm. a four-year-old the same as you would an adult. <laughs> 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 yeah. I can see 12-year-old being a good age. Yeah, it seems like you a know. great age. I think 12 is yeah. a good age yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the motivations are, um, you know, are going to be different if you're mm -hmm. as a child and your goals are going to be different. So I think trying to get this into the school system um, with children using it in the schools and also sighted children seeing other children using this, this type of technology, I think it's just a, a benefit. So sure. yes. I support younger age starting this. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We're getting more questions. We're getting a bunch of questions coming in here. But before I uh, move forward uh, with uh, asking you to answer those, I do just want to try and clarify kind of um, how the brain port works, just for those who might not be familiar, because oh, we yeah. kind of talked around the edges, but I'd like yeah, to get did. into That's specifics right. a little bit more. Yeah, sure. um, so yeah, would you like to describe kind of yeah. what a user might expect? Yeah, absolutely. So um, on the, um, so they place this on the surface of the tongue and it's on a cord so that it can be taken out when you know someone wants to talk or eat. You, you shouldn't do that when you, when you have it in your mouth, um, but it's really easily removable. And then when you're, what you experience on the tongue is when the camera, the camera is actually in grayscale. So I didn't mention that. That's an important part of this. So even though, you know, everything that it's viewing is in color, it changes to grayscale. And then the, the electrodes work as like on off. So 
if the area is white, it is on. So that means it's producing stimulations in, on your tongue. If the areas that are dark are off, so there's no stimulation. So it's the difference, the contrast that, mm -hmm. that helps the person to understand the shape. And I mentioned earlier, because um, someone might say, what if you're not in a high contrast setting? Sure. Um, so we have the edge enhancement technology on this and edge, edges give a high stimulation or produce Produce, produce high contrast onto edges of mm -hmm. different objects so that it stands out. So even if you have something like, you know, white against beige or, you know, something like that, where it's not going to pop out, the technology will help that happen. So then it'll, they'll feel that on their tongue. Okay, great. So, you know, you mentioned uh, previously about looking at a doorway and, and then if you, if you didn't have a visual memory of a doorway, but if we, if we had an individual who had the IOD in and was looking kind of at a wall with the doorway, if I'm not mistaken, basically they would feel kind of a rectangle right. shape on their tongue, right? So they kind of see the doorway versus the blank wall. Is that exactly. Yeah, okay. that's right. And I was just going to give an example. So thank you for doing oh, that. But no, that's, sorry. no, no, yeah. that's, that's exactly right, though. You, you said it better than I would have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's correct. So it's the different, um, the different shapes that they feel, and then they apply meaning to them. So you have to use other contextual clues you know, you know, where you're at. And there are, there are other ways to get other information. So we always say this is paired with a cane. This is never to replace a cane. The idea is that this can help detect objects and shapes that are beyond the reach of a cane. So just another example of you're walking down the sidewalk, you're using your cane, uh, you may be able to detect an obstacle before your cane reaches it, but then between the use of the cane and the brain port, you can determine whether it's an obstacle that you can walk over or if it's something that you have to go around. So it's um, all the different cues together help understand the environment better. What's the typical distance of the camera when you're talking about using a cane? I'm just curious, you know, how, how far out in front of you or is it kind of reliable information that you're getting? Yeah, so the good thing about this is because it's a camera, it has zoom function to it. So even if you're far away, you can zoom into oh, cool. um, or zoom out. So it really is just, it, it really is up to the camera and how you're using the zoom. So, uh, so yeah, we're using this as another tool in our toolbox when we're kind of uh, moving around right. in conjunction with our other orientation and mobility skills in conjunction with our cane. And it's a, a way to, uh, to give us more information in a similar manner to the ICBP that we talked, out, uh, talked about a few weeks yeah. ago. It's another tool there to give us uh, some more information. I, I always see the, the image um, where there is a user who is looking at a, uh, like a teacup or something like that. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it shows uh, the image. And I think it does a, a good job, actually, of, of kind of visually describing what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. So the user is looking at a teacup and you see the teacup being drawn on the intraoral device. Right. Um, so that the user can kind of perceive oh, that's that. Cool. Sure. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that is a good image because it is a weird concept to, to explain to somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, once you kind of once you understand it, then it, it does make sense. One question I have is, is this. Um, how how is a user able to gauge how far away an object might be yeah so that's that is a, a difficult part of this is to know because you you 
and to be able to view all objects in the room is going to be difficult because there's going to be other noise that comes into view. So it, it they have to kind of know what they're looking for too. Okay. Um, in addition to um, also kind of realizing what's what else may be in the room. There could be different people in the room. We've had users who can recognize people who are close to them just because of their body shape or their height. Um, so it's, it, and they can differentiate between other family members. So it really depends on what you're trying to view. Um, and I was just want to go back to the, um, the coffee cup, because it's just, you could think of it as being able to detect a coffee cup is, is in front of you, but it's also able to, you're able to identify the handle of the coffee cup, how large it is, if it's close to you, if it's far away. If something is closer to you, it's going to take up more space on your tongue. And if it's further away, it's going to take up less space. So that's another way that you can um, detect the distance. So if as you move closer to it, you'll feel it getting larger on your tongue. And that's kind of how you know distance. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, so it's, it's basically kind of, um, uh, it's, it comes with experience, it sounds like. Uh, if yeah. you've got some idea of how large the object is and how large it would normally represent on the tongue, then that will give you an idea of kind of how close or uh, far away it is. Right. So um, you don't have to know that beforehand. It's the way you, the space that you'll feel on your tongue because larger object, objects will take up more space. Okay. So the sure, simulation sure. is going to present on more areas of the tongue. And okay. then as it gets smaller, then you'll know that it's it's further away. Got you. Got you. Got you. Would it would it be the case because we when we were talking with uh, doctors Troy and Lane, we were talking about how the technology might possibly advance in the future and um you know one possibility there because that was um an implant of an electrode implant uh, on the visual right. cortex was that if you increase the number of electrodes then you would incre increase the resolution of the image but with this right. device obviously the it's it's slightly different do you think more electrodes would in increase the resolution or yeah no not necessarily because you also have to think more electrodes also introduce more noise. So yeah, okay. the important part is that you it's picking up the important parts of the area and not so much more is better. It's it's how much can you simplify the information in the room? And that's sure. why yeah. Yeah. Um, that's oh, yeah. why a feature like um, edge enhancement is important because it's helping to do that. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's more on the um, software AI yeah. mm -hmm. piece mm -hmm. of this device mm -hmm. than, than the hardware piece. The hardware right. is probably exactly where it needs to be, both the camera and the IOD, but it's, right. the, it's the software processing all that and cleaning mm -hmm. it up. And Okay, so check yeah. this out. This is my vision for the future of BrainPort here. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, um, recently we've seen some advancement in terms of AI being able to detect um, where specific objects are right mm -hmm. so it could that it can identify specific objects like we uh, spoke with um who are the the super lidar folk or the shane shane from, yes, um, yes, yes, yeah. yes yes from uh, from that company from, yes, from them yeah <laughs> we can't remember but uh they had a, a lidar app that yeah. was able to tell you distances and also specific objects uh, i know the orcam have been working on a similar thing for the orcam yeah. so do you think maybe a, a future development of brainport might be in the same area you might be able to say hey brainport i want to find a door and then it'd be like yeah okay. no absolutely we've already we've we've written a few grants for that already okay. um that weren't that were not funded at the time right. but we had a we did a pilot of that we did an exit sign and bathroom signs mm -hmm. and so the person had an external so they had like a tablet um, we should have used something smaller in retrospect, but um, the tablet was working at the time. So, um, and then we had, so they used the brain port. They're still 
receiving stimulation of the environment on their tongue. But then as they scanned the room, when they passed um, an exit sign, the tablet then vibrated. So let them know there's a, there's an exit sign, there's the way out. And then the information on the tongue was still useful to create the pathway to the um, to the sign. And as you got closer, it, it vibrated more. And if you got further away, it stopped. So, um, so yeah, we've, we're, we definitely have an interest in, in, in doing that and incorporating that. It's just, yeah, yeah. you know, development is sure. costly. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it is. I don't know why I said that. Like I know, because I've never developed yeah. anything. In my life. Let's get through to some of these uh, chat questions and such, because we still have some coming in. So um, Douglas asks the big question. Oh no! Um, to okay. emphasize, yeah, oh. to emphasize, uh, it's a big question. He put it all in caps. Yeah, what I see. Is the cost of the device? <laughs> yeah, scream it because he was scared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is okay. Yeah, this is a big one. Yes. Um, yeah, so the device is ten thousand okay. dollars, and it is unfortunately not covered by insurance sure. at the present time. Um, we have tried, and we will continue to try to, um, you know, to ask Medicare, Medicaid to cover this, but I think that's the problem with all assistive technology um, in the US, I should say, is that these things are not covered. Um, so it is an expensive piece of technology. It, it is expensive to make. Um, they're all handmade. Still, we have uh, you know people who have been doing this for several years, many years, experts who are putting these together. Um, so it just is expensive to, to manufacture. And we don't, you know, they're not sent off to anywhere else to make where they're all made in in our laboratory in-house. Okay, and I think, um, so WeCab, who, uh, who you know, make uh, the brain port, mm-hmm. I think they're based out of Wisconsin, is yeah. that correct? That's they were right. Medicine at one point. I don't know if yeah, it's yeah, actually Middleton, Wisconsin is um, okay. where they're located. And yeah, the company was founded by Dr. Paul Bacarita, who is, I think he's referred to as the godfather of sensory substitution because That's he really figured out, yeah. There is a, um, there is a, a brain port user here in Madison, um, uh, who who I've spoken with a number of times and, and follow online, and I would say, man, he is a he's a real interesting user of the brain port. It's it's interesting to to read some of his posts. One of the examples that I've seen him do, what I thought I thought was pretty cool, is he'd go out and check the moon and the eclipse and stuff. Yes, and what I know would, who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was and he's able like sometimes he'll he's able to see it, but then other times he'll say there's too much cloud cover. So like yeah. you can tell even that when the clouds are covering the moon. And so just, he, he's a real, um, it's fun to watch some of the creative ways he uses mm-hmm. the brain port. Um, yeah. That's another example. Of cool no, I agree. There are so many creative ways and those are things that we don't test in the, you know, in a clinical trial, mm-hmm. we don't test these, those types of things because they're unique and they're individual, but when you're talking to longtime users, some of the things they tell you are just really it's, they still fascinate me. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always, yeah, I'm still, I'm still great to hear those, those stories. So I try to keep in touch with users so I can hear some of those stories because they're motivating. I think yeah, they're, absolutely. they're nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. Um, so Chad, who was uh, previously talking about his uh, son, who is yeah. 12, mm-hmm. um, would like to know the process. If uh, his son was interested in pursuing it further, uh, Chad says, would I just reach out to my son's I doctor and uh, Chad is in uh, in Wisconsin here. Good question. Yeah. Oh, that's great. He's in Wisconsin. Um. Yeah. So he can reach out to his doctor. He can also reach out to us. There's uh, contact information. I can give the website. We start the screening process, so he can 
do the screening process and talk to his doctor at the same time. Um, so it's www.wicab.com. And there's a contact us information there. And there's a screening survey that you can take right online that will let you know if you're eligible. Okay, fantastic. Um, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and put wecab.com in the chat yeah. here. Yeah, that would be um, great. So, um, Dr. Grant, could uh, would you do you have an email address that people might be able to contact you via? Yeah, email? so I can, should I put it in the chat too? Yeah, if you don't mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind. Okay. okay, great. So let's look at some of uh, the other questions here while Dr. Grant is doing that. Um, Belinda had asked if the device has been tested by those in the O&M field, is it safe to use in conjunction with a long white cane or dog guide? And we did answer that. Yeah. And Belinda yes. says, thank you, that answers my question. And then we have uh, Nuruddin. And again, I hope I'm uh, pronouncing your name correctly there. If not, then please tell me I'm stupid in the chat. Um, and uh, Nuruddin <laughs> asks, um, okay, and I think this is, okay, this is a pertinent uh, question that we have here and one that I think people may, be, uh, may have been thinking about as we've been going on here. So you've got the brain port headband on, fine. Yes. And you've got the intraoral device in the mouth. Yep. And you're feeling things on the tongue. But yeah. uh, the question Nuruddin has, okay, so you've got the IOD in your mouth, on the tongue. And Nuruddin does say attached to the tongue. I'm going to say it's not attached. Yeah, it's it's resting not attached. on the tongue. So yes. there's no, no kind of attachment. Spit it out at any time. Yeah, you can, you can <laughs> remove right. it at any time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but don't spit it out. Well, you don't spit it out. You can yeah. just take it out. Yeah. Um, but Nuruddin does, uh, does say, doesn't having this IOD on the tongue interfere with spontaneity, i.e. other processes? Um, if, you know, if you have to take it out every time that you want to talk or eat and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is true. And it's it's been a, a long time company debate of whether or not to have this wireless or wired. Mm -hmm. um, the last time we discussed it with, we actually discussed it with focus group and there was concern that the IOD would get lost if it's yeah, wireless. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we opted to keep it wired. Um, yeah. And, you know, at first I was, I was a little back and forth about it, but I also noticed people who use the OrCam, um, a lot of people have the OrCam connected to like a lanyard because mm -hmm. they're, yeah, yeah. even though it's, it's wireless, mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's concern, you lose it and there goes your device. And I think that that's, that's a concern. So definitely one thing which I'd be worried about if it was wireless is the chance of swallowing it accidentally. Yeah, um, but would... I guess. Uh, I guess whether it was wired or wireless, um, you would still have to take it out in order to do uh, anything that involves but I think the mouth. That, I think the question, I think one thing to remember is this most likely, and, and Dr. Grant, please tell me if I'm wrong, but this isn't really a device that you would be wearing all the time, right? right? This is yeah. a device, you know, where maybe you walk into a room and you use it to find a chair or, or to learn yes. a little bit about the room. But once you've learned and sat down you're taking it out yeah. you know what i mean so it's not something that's always going to be in so i think there will be times where having the iod may cause some some you know a little bit of inconvenience but I, again i don't think it's i don't think it's going to happen as often as you you probably think just because you're not wearing it all the time yeah yeah that's such yeah. a great point Corey, and yeah. i agree with you and yeah, and it wouldn't, we'd have to put it on like a type of retainer and it would have to be fitted to the mouth. So it would become, because like Luke was saying, if you, there's the additional risk then that you're going to swallow it. So, well, yeah, and, yeah. and then it's choking hazard and all of that. Okay. So and you're always going to have something to take out. It doesn't matter if it's wireless or wired. Yeah. yeah. Something's coming. Yeah. Unless right. you can divide, 
unless you can come up with an IOD that stays there and doesn't inhibit talking and eating, mm -hmm. you're always going to be removing something. So you might you as well have it. You need a wireless one that straps around the tongue. Oh, maybe. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd speak oh. with a lisp, but you know, yeah. you'd be fine. You'd be fine. <laughs> Um, Maybe no. it has little wings and it flies out of your mouth and just hovers next to you and you don't need it, right? <laughs> I mean, if we're getting crazy, that's, that's, that's something big here. All right, I'll put that in the, on the and list. Then, and then, oh, oh, here, comes the, here comes the plane. <laughs> you know how many are a feet a kid? Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is going out. It did. All right. This is why I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, people do say dream big. So, well, that's uh, why not. I'm the I'm the big idea guy. Most yeah. of them are garbage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Most of them never are, had a good one. But... Yeah, most of them are flying IOD. But I... <laughs> all right, we've got some more questions here in the question and answer. And as usual, thank you everybody for all your questions. Absolutely. We do really love having a, an active audience participation because it makes us feel like people are actually listening, which is uh, which is nice. <laughs> and uh, it also uh, you know helps to stimulate our minds and our conversation. So. Uh, uh, we have a really excellent uh, audience, I have to say. We, we really do. We have we really do. one of the most active audiences. I think so. Yeah. 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 So thank you to everybody. Cool. And uh, so we have a question here from uh, Pavel Life. Uh, oh, no. Sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Pavel Lee, I think, or something like that. Again, apologies for my terrible pronunciation. Mm -hmm. um, who asks, have there been any negative side effects observed in stimulating the tongue with electric currents? Uh, another uh, yeah, excellent question. question. Yeah, Dr. No. Grant, are you electrocuting people? <laughs> <laughs> we are not um no we are definitely not electrocuting people okay. we have studied this uh we did a clinical trial you have to do clinical trials for fda clearance so mm -hmm. um the, one of the main parts of a uh, clinical trial is evaluating safety so for safety we had to evaluate what are the consequences of long-term stimulation so we, it's well studied um there's nothing permanent Oh, I, I would say the tongue is a little sensitive. Um, we found that it could be um, like it could be sensitive to taste afterwards. If you eat something like spicy or salty, you might feel that sensation a little bit more. Um, but all of that, none of it stayed at all. It all mm -hmm. went away. And that was very important to FDA. If we had any long term um, adverse events, so we would have a lot of problems getting the device cleared so yeah totally. well studied we yeah. no long-term events okay. excellent i just want to there's a few things i want to pick up on there number one mm -hmm. we're talking electrical stimulation yes but we're talking very very gentle very, here. so yeah. yeah so um it's nothing to be concerned even about. on its highest setting i mean you yeah. you you feel it and that first time you put it in it's um a bit of a surprise maybe. it is a bit of a surprise mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. But it's not, I mean, it's, it's not painful, not any, you know, really. but yeah. you do want to make sure it's on its lowest intensity setting when you try when you it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's um, another, but... another good point is that you can control the sensitivity or the mm -hmm. stimulation level. So you can turn it down or up depending on your personal need. Mm -hmm. um, there was another point I wanted to make about about that but i forgot <laughs> well, let me uh, let me jump in in the meantime uh okay. with something as well um uh while you remember wait i forgot my word says <laughs> all right let me go no no uh, what i wanted to say was that the, the tongue was chosen for a very specific oh, yeah. reason that's how i wanted to okay. say too okay great yeah. okay we're on, we're <laughs> same on the same page, page here yeah so basically uh, the reason that the tongue was chosen was because it is so sensitive and because right. it's a good conductor, because it's moist. Sure. Um, so, um, you know, it seems strange uh, that the tongue was chosen. You might think, oh, why didn't they choose, you know, the shoulder? 
Um, but um, there was a very specific reason behind that. Is that correct, yeah. Dr. Grant? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say when I okay, lost my thought. Um, thank <laughs> you for picking it up. <laughs> um, yeah, and because, because of all those features that you just mentioned of the tongue, the level of electricity that's needed is much lower than if you were using a fingertip or another part yes. of the body. Yes. And did this tech, am I wrong, Dr. Grant, did this technology originated outside, not, not for people with visual impairment or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we also have a brain port balance device for people who have vestibular disorders. So the way the stimulation on the tongue would work and that's case is that it would help um, balance someone out. So if it's if they're leaning to, you know, one side or the other, it'll produce a stimulation to help the person um, straighten out. But that is not in the United States. That's um, yeah, outside of the US. Okay. Okay. Um, we have another question here from uh, Den. Oh, actually, one thing. Uh, I'm sorry, Dennis. I will get to your question in just a second. But I just wanted to say, um, you do see a lot of assistive technology devices that say they are um, like an FDA approved device category one or something like that. I might be yeah. getting that wrong. Maybe you can elucidate a little bit, but yeah. that's completely different to the brain port. Those devices have not been through FDA trials. As far as I know, it's right. really just a case of saying, hello, we are an electronic device. So even though it sounds kind of fancy, it really isn't, but yeah. Brainport has been through a much more rigorous yes. process in order to Absolutely. get FDA clearance. So I just wanted to kind of clarify that. Thank you. I appreciate bit. that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's very true. It took yeah. a, a very long time, but yes. um, yeah, we did a, a multi-site trial across the United States, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Dennis's question, uh, what is the cost? Okay, and does insurance help? Actually, Dennis, we did already uh, cover that. So Dr. Grant did tell us the cost is uh, $10,000. And unfortunately at the moment, insurance does not help. Is there any grants or anything like that uh, which might help with funding or any other funding sources? Um, so we have, um, no, we don't offer any grants or we're not connected to any, any funding agencies, but um, a lot of people have been, um, successful with crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. So doing personal funding is, oh. has really been successful. It's a good way for people to purchase the device. Yeah. And for people who don't know what crowdfunding is, the idea is that you basically set up a web page um, that has information about you, information about what you're trying to do, information about how much money you're trying to raise. And you share that web page with other people. And so that could be your friends and family, but also people that you don't know are able to access mm -hmm. it to see um, you and uh, see whether they might want to contribute a little. The idea is that if you get a lot of people contributing a little bit of money, then that lessens the burden. Or, or nobody has to contribute too much, but it mm -hmm. can raise a lot of money. Um, so I know that a lot of people mm -hmm. use GoFundMe, for yeah, example. That's right. probably the biggest, yeah, well, yeah. most well-known. Yeah, so uh, cool. Okay, uh, Douglas has a, another question here. Um, Douglas asks, uh, what kind of protections are needed when the IOD is removed from the tongue? I don't think anything, I mean, you can just take it take it off the tongue, right, Dr. Grant? That's yeah, yeah, no, no protections. Is there a um, pouch or something? It wasn't yeah. something to, just for stare, you know, keeping it somewhat? Well, yes, there's, um, out, but, no, there's, there's a case for it. I don't yeah. know, the case is way back there. It's behind me, but there's a hard case <laughs> <laughs> that, um, and the case is really nice. We took a lot of time to find an, a case that looks nice that can really protect the device. So it's a hard case. Um, and then there's like a little box that clips onto the the IOD so that it's not getting, you know, dirty yeah. and things like that. And then we have a cleaning protocol that we, um, you know, teach everyone to keep the device clean as yeah. you're taking it in and out of your mouth. 
Okay, excellent. Uh, I haven't got too much time uh, left here, but um, let's just talk a little bit about the, the training process for people who might be uh, interested in uh, pursuing this uh, further. Okay. Um, so um, like we've been saying, you can do the hour demonstration to give you a very kind of brief idea. And I assume those are free, are they, Dr. Grant? Uh, yes, the hour okay. demo is free. Yes. And, and where uh, those those hour demonstrations are there? Is there multiple sites across the United yeah, States? Yeah, there are. Um, there are many sites across the United States. Will help the individual um, find this. The, yeah, the spot that's closest to them. The Chicago Lighthouse is a training location, so mm -hmm. I'm just throwing that yeah. out there. Yes, sure. yes, yes. And yeah. um, I think you can see a list of all the locations on the WeCab uh, website yes. as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, cool. Perfect. And uh, then so, but uh, say that a person has done that and they're like, you know what, this seems like it might be something beneficial. So they decide to do the 10-hour uh, the training. Mm -hmm. um, number one, how much does that cost? And number two, what kind of activities would an individual expect to, to uh, engage with there? Um, yeah, okay. So the cost varies by site. So I believe it's six fifty to like eight fifty, okay. depending on depending on where you are. Mm -hmm. Um and the type of activity. So we start out really simple with we really just use a bar and that's for um to help the person start with orientation and detecting you know which way the bar is facing. So it's really shape recognition. Um, we move on and advance to uh, movement. So, you know, moving things that are moving with the device and you're able to detect those like a ball rolling and which direction it's going. Mm -hmm. um, and then we just build up into orientation mobility um, type of training. So we're not doing orientation mobility like you would with a, a cane, a white cane. It's not that intense, but we teach people how to navigate how to walk down hallways sometimes we'll go outside depending on you know the weather um but and the location that it's safe because some sites like new york don't have a, a safe place to walk on the sidewalk around their building right so um but the chicago lighthouse does so we can um we could do that type of training um so yeah it just it, it starts very small tabletop type things and then eventually you're you're walking around in different places Okay, so I'd like to share some memories from uh, when I was at the Chicago Lighthouse witnessing some of this training happening, and I'll, uh, if that's okay. And I'll, yes, uh, please. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll give a shout out to Misa, who was doing the, the training and has recently, yeah. uh, has recently moved into, uh, out to California, because yeah. um, I think she may be on this. Uh, yeah, on this hi, Misa. Yeah, yeah Misa is still with the Chicago Lighthouse. She's still with the Chicago Lighthouse, but she's, she's, lighthouse, uh, but she's yeah, in California. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, so... Uh, so <laughs> Misa says big fan. So I don't know if she means of the show or of uh, Dr. I think Grant of the brain or... port. I think oh, she... the brain port. I, don't know. <laughs> I, think, it's the I think it's the show. I think it's the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I think yeah. it's me. I think it's me. <laughs> oh, of the show. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Um, so yeah, so this is my memories of Misa working with clients because she was doing the, the training at the time. Um, so we, I remember there was a table set up. Mm -hmm. It had a black uh, felt mm -hmm. taped across the, uh, the top of it and also on the wall that it was pushed up against. And uh, white objects would be placed on the felt. Yeah. And so obviously at, the, at that point, you're giving good contrast because this user is somebody who's still learning to use the device. So the better the contrast, the better they're going to be able to feel those shapes on their tongue. So they will be sat there at the table and they will be looking toward where the objects are and they will feel right. the shapes on the tongue mm -hmm. and they will be then 
describing the shapes, for example, circular, triangular, square, whatever, and then also reaching for those shapes to kind of gauge, you know, the distance and relating that to how that uh, that's being presented on the tongue. Sure. So uh, yeah. that was one of the specific activities that I, I remember uh, happening. And uh, yeah, I, I always enjoy, I enjoyed watching that, uh, that going on. Yeah, um, I know you're sharing memories, but I just I was thinking that I, I wish that you could visit us because you would be so surprised to see the tape is all gone. We oh. have we have a new center for prosthetic vision, and we actually use the Brainport to design the um, the whole. It's it's our lab space, so uh -huh. it is now it has everything is high contrast and awesome. the doors are high contrast. So yeah, we finally ripped up all that tape and. Um, we use paint <laughs> and, it looks, <laughs> and it looks really great that's really yeah. really cool okay yeah. so uh, so you guys have really uh really yeah we've advanced in the training yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. um the other thing i remember which i always enjoyed watching as well was um so uh, there would be mobility training going down a corridor and uh so from from how i remember it there would be uh, some black tape placed down the center of a corridor again yeah. to provide the contrast of a straight line mm -hmm. and the brain port user would be uh following the tape with the brain port, they can feel the line on the tongue. And the idea is that they can walk in a straight line along that line. That's and right. uh, I remember Misa following behind with her laptop. And the cool yeah. thing was on the laptop, she had some software open where she was seeing uh, what the camera of the device was seeing. But we're not talking like, you know, just a regular image here. It was really an right. image that displayed the, the amount of contrast of different sure. things. Was it what was actually being drawn onto the tongue? Essentially, basically? yeah, essentially, okay. yeah. I think you see that and you also see like an image, but it's really a very kind of an image based on contrast of okay. what's right. around. Uh, so the trainer can get an idea of what the individual user um, is kind sure. of is kind of doing there. So uh, yeah, I think uh, there's some really cool uh, kind of tasks which users get to do. Um, really good protocols in place for I, you know doing the doing the training. I did. I had abbreviated training, but um, I, I recall doing you know trying to find a bottle on a table, and then the other one I recall is doing uh, walking down the sidewalk and being able to tell. Uh, see the contrast you know following the line between like the grass and the sidewalk nice, nice uh, and you nice. can tell you can kind of follow that yeah yeah we have an, uh, a whole curriculum that we've um we've studied it in our clinical trials so i like i, don't I, I, think, it. it's, I think it's great that you guys provide the 10 hours of training prior to the purchase of the device yeah. and, yeah. and yes there is yeah. a cost in it which is but but you do offer the one hour free but I think it really, because this device, to, like you said at the beginning, at the top of the hour, this device is, a, is truly a trained device. This is yeah. not a device that someone can buy from Amazon, have shipped and, and try it out. I think there's a lot of assistive technologies where, you know, video magnification, you could sort of figure out on mm -hmm. your own. Yeah. This isn't one of them. And so I love that you guys really recognize that and push it and, and do the yeah. 10 hour. Do you, do you require people to do the 10 hours of training before purchase or can I just call you and say I've got 10 grand I want to buy it now yeah no it the 10 hours is a requirement it is th that is approved by the FDA mm -hmm, um, cool. because we demonstrated to them that was what was required and and I also like what you said and that's something that I really like about the company the culture of WeCab is that uh, they never want anyone to have the device that doesn't want the device who's not going to use it Mm -hmm. You know, we don't do false advertisement. Things like that are have always been very important to the company that 
this device is in the hands of the right users because mm -hmm. it's not for everyone and everyone is not going to enjoy, you know, using this type of device. So we want to make sure that those who do want it and can benefit from it are the ones that are using it. And that's, I, I really like that. It's not yeah. about, you know, let's sell as many devices as possible sure. or, yeah. Yeah. you know, you get one demo and then that's it, you know, you're stuck yeah. with that. It. It's not like that at all. Sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Definitely right. can't be said for all companies out there. No. no, we will not name names. No, no. Just, all, just all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, unbelievably, we have reached 12 o'clock. So uh, our time, our time has really flown by yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank we're you. very entertaining. Yeah, well, yes, yes. I mean... We try, we try. We fail most of the time, but we try. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Grant. Do you have any any closing thoughts, any final wishes? No, that sounds a bit uh, a bit too uh, grim, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, uh, I know. Do, yeah. do you have any final words? Do you have any closing thoughts for um, us and for our uh, guests today? Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's, it's been a blast. Uh, it's always nice to talk about, you know, things that you're passionate about and working on. So I appreciate the opportunity and thank you to the audience for being so engaging and asking really great questions. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yes, 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 and yes. again, my information is in the chat. So please reach out. The other thing is if you do the screening questionnaire, someone will call you and talk to you, talk you through everything. Now, that's another par part of this is that you, you get a lot of individual communication prior to even making the decision to come here you know to okay. come to a training site so excellent um so thank you yeah so uh, yeah. just uh, just to uh, verbalize uh, the contact information wecab.com is the website w-i-c-a-b.com uh, mm -hmm. and uh, uh dr grant's email is pgrant at wecab.com uh chad um chad says, right. uh, okay chad hold on Dr. Grant, uh, yeah, your information doing... didn't actually go in the chat because... Oh, uh, it didn't. Maybe I put it somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to oh. go ahead and do it here. No, oh, I see it. Okay. For some goofy yeah, yeah, reason, yeah. it likes to default to panelists I know, only. It's so annoying. Um, so hold on. Let me just get make sure, make sure I get the email address. Okay. So I think, uh, Dr. Grant, that uh, Chad might be reaching out to you. Um, so right. again... Yes, uh, we... please do. Yep, so wecab.com and uh, pgrants at wecab.com would be the email address. All right, let's close this up. So uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. We will be back in two weeks' time when I think we're going to be looking at accessible television. Yep, so yes. focusing on uh, probably Apple TV and Roku. Uh, not yeah. Roku, no. uh, Amazon Fire, Fire yes. Stick. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about audio description and all that. The plan stuff. is we're going to sit here for an hour and watch TV. So yep. if that's cool with you all and you want to join us, then Email uh, please do. Email at vision-forward.org. Let us know what your favorite movie is. Yeah, we'll just uh, stick it on. Popcorn. Wait, I just thought there may be some, uh, some issues with copyright regarding that. Ah, ah, get it. Ah, We're too big. I got to mess with us. Oh, I have one last thing to add if that's oh, okay. Please, 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 please. <laughs> I didn't mean to please. break that up. But we have, no, a, we have an ongoing clinical trial in France. So if there's anyone, I don't know if you oh, have an inter geez. international audience, but if you do, um, you can contact me about that as well. Okay, excellent. Any French uh, viewers, uh, please get in touch wonderful. with Dr. Grant. And there. let us know. I'd be curious to know yeah. if you have any friends. Uh, yeah, I wonder where. Yeah, I, you could I bring me this. back for, a, you know, I could a recap on our, our that, clinical trial. We would be more than happy to have you back. <laughs> we would be more than happy. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Um, let's just uh, quickly YouTube. give a bump to our YouTube yeah. channel here, youtube.com forward slash InFocus Technology. You will find a recording of this session, plus of all, all of our other tech talk sessions going back to... Uh, to last year, 
Yep. Uh, God, yeah, we've been and, doing this a while now. Uh, and yeah. uh, you will find uh, nicely produced videos on all sorts of assistive technology devices and topics. Last now, week's was pretty good. Well, last week's was pretty good, but sadly our numbers do not so, reflect the quality I, of our content. I am content. going to ask all of our, everyone that's here, I'd love, go, go to youtube.com slash technology. I want you to yep. watch the last video that we did about iOS games that accessible are accessible. Games, yeah. I want you to check out the wonderful and crazy editing skills of Luke who has, uh, with our green screen, put me in the video game. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. So go, it's a good video uh, to begin with, but yes. go check it out. It doesn't come um, in, it comes in like 12 minutes through though. So just be yeah. aware of that, that, that particular part. Uh, but uh, but yeah, go okay. check that out. Uh, why not? Like I say, you can watch a recap of this video if you would like to. I would. Well, yeah, I think we'll, we'll both be doing that straight after the show. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, thanks again, Dr. Grant. And we look forward to seeing everybody in two weeks time. Thanks, Thank all. you. Thanks for joining us for another Tech Talk Live. If you enjoyed Corey and Luke's antics, join us again in two weeks. To register, visit vision-forward.org slash tech talk live. <laughs>